NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna, and this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. And today I'm really excited because I have a guest who, uh, he's one of my best friends, okay? I'll say it, I'll admit it. This is the first time I admit it to his face because we're one of those type of friends that are kind of mean to each other. <laughs> um, but Philip Jeremic is joining me today. Philip is a Serbian-Canadian comedian, um, we actually worked together on the Disney show. Uh, we met writing a pilot produced by the Stephen Colbert that never saw the light of day several years ago. Um, I've seen him on stage doing very, very funny characters, in particular one character called Saturday Jones, who is an Australian journalist. Um, he's very funny, uh, very bitchy. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Philip Jeremick. Hi, Philip. Hi. Is it okay I called you bitchy? I can't Yeah, I was about to. I couldn't think of like, I was going to really quickly be like, I don't like the way that you're running this. <laughs> Just to like prove it. Um, but yeah, I don't like the way you're running this. I think there's room for See, improvement. There we go. There we go. I get like slightly bullied by Philip every day. Every Just day. a little bit of bullying. You keep me, you keep me grounded. You know, but you so keep do me. you. That's how, that's our love language is like hateful words. <laughs> to each other. <laughs> I do think, which, you know, I warned you that it's something I really want to talk about in this part. I literally can't believe I hadn't invited you on this yet. Um, Me neither. Because I think we have a lot in common. Um, even though you're from Serbia. And how old were you when you left Serbia? Five. You were five. Almost six. So you yeah. went from Serbia to Canada mm -hmm. um, and immediately, like, I can't imagine you not in an art school. Did you just immediately tell your parents, I'm going to art school? Like, how how was that? That's such a good question. I mean, I did in like middle school, but I'm sure when I was very little, there were signs that like, that's where I was headed. Oh my God, you know what I did? I completely forgot about this till you just brought this up. We had this class in, in elementary school that was just like this like weird freak. It was like a room where you just went and like did whatever you wanted. And... I convinced the teacher to like wheel in a TV showing the movie Hocus Pocus. And I sat there with two other gay children and I was like, we're gonna write all the dialogue from this movie from start to finish. And we're gonna like make it a play. And okay, I thought so that that's how you did it. And so we had to pause like constantly. And I was like, okay, so she said what? Okay, okay, play. And then she said, and for a fucking hour and a half movie, I was just like, yeah, we can do this. Why not? And then obviously, like, I think it's really funny. It's specifically Hocus Pocus, of course. which is just three witches, three witches, which was a prophecy for your future. You you ended up being part of uh, what is it called? A, a, a coven? witches, 
a coven. A coven. Uh, I'm part of a coven? Who's in my coven? You? Surprise. Uh, yeah, we have to pick our third coven mate. Oh my God, um, we do. But you, you've talked a lot about growing up, sort of going to school and then at home, it was like you were back in Serbia. Like your yeah. parents are super Serbian. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, so my dad once, this is, this is all you need to know. This is going to sound so mean and harsh and people are going to be like, oh my God, that was horrible. But now I find it like absolutely hilarious. When I was little, we had like immigrated and for a while our, like we had a cardboard box for a coffee table. And then like our kitchen furniture was like outdoor, like patio furniture. Because my parents were like, we need to save every fucking penny. I'm assuming yeah. I can swear on this show. Um, I mean, of course, it's my podcast. Okay. Thank God. So, So everything, <laughs> but then like... As a kid, I was so, like, embarrassed by that. But then I got older and I was like, oh, the reason they were pinching pennies is because, like, they paid for our braces. They paid for us to go to school. Like, you know what I mean? But one Christmas, I, like, came home from school and I was like, everybody at school is talking about, like, Christmas and how they have all these, like, presents under their tree. And, like, we don't even have a Christmas tree. And, like, we don't have presents. And my dad leans down, like, to my level and in my face says, you live in Canada now? And that's a Christmas present you get every day of your life. Now get out of my sight. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that did, that explains your personality Everything. so well because you have this like obviously you have a very good heart. You have this harshness, which I think is like a love language that I do think is very much related to this immigrant. A hundred percent. Balkan culture of like, what are you going to say? What are you going to, are you kidding me? Like, you're free. I you're just welcome. can't stand, like, I just can't stand like adults who whine. Like my boyfriend, <laughs> when he's like unpacking a suitcase, he's just like, oh my God, I hate doing this. Like, I have to put, like, this goes in this drawer and then this has to be hung up. And I'm like, you know, you could do this without narrating. Like, just shut up. It's just like, you know who else unpacks a suitcase? Everyone. Shut up. So yeah, I think the royal family actually doesn't unpack no, they their don't. suitcase. So um, you were wrong about that, Philip. That's true. They don't. Or did you watch Saltburn when he shows up and he's like, they've, "Yes, I did." They've hung my trousers in the closet, and he's like, "Oh yeah, they do that here." Sorry, <laughs> except they didn't have low class accents like that. <laughs> oh yeah, they do that here. Sorry, yes, I, I think it's more like yeah, that. I should have warned you. The accents are a little bit more airy when you don't have to worry about people unpacking your shit. Your accent can be more airy, it's like air. more like. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, it's just yeah, air. It's just air. <laughs> okay, so um, you do a lot of characters. Mm -hmm. uh, I did two. Do you think some of that... You did as well, from... or you did two? <laughs> no, I did as well. I would imitate my mom. I'd imitate my grandparents. Because like all my grandparents had different accents. My grandfather on my dad's side spoke with a German accent. My grandmother spoke with a French accent. My maternal grandmother spoke with like a more cuban accent mm -hmm. so like accents were in my house and i think it, they inherently informed a lot of like my sensibilities as a comedian um and i've heard you do like the serbian accent a lot and and make fun of cultures a lot yeah. um so it what was do you rec do you recall what like the first what's the first character you were other than a witch um, I actually was a witch on Halloween in second grade. Funny you should mention that. Um, so this is what I mean. My parents knew. They're like, he wants to be a witch? Okay. Um, Wait, so your parents knew you were, you were fab? 
fabulous. Uh, No, I think they like sort of were like, no, he just likes the theater. (laughs) All his friends are girls. He must be a real ladies man. I think I think there was like a lot of that denial (laughs) for a while. But then, you know, they were still assimilating to the culture. (laughs) Um, But what was my first character? I don't know. Um, As a kid, I guess I would like imitate my parents' friends like to them. I must have been something like that, yeah. Like, you see what's around you, and you're like, well, I guess this is crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but, like, we've talked a lot about the Balkans, and I I really do think there's something similar between a Latin America and, like, the Balkans or any Eastern European country. I think that when a country very recently has gone through incredible political strife or a lot of difficulty... Um, there's this sense of humor that even though it might be manifested differently at its core, it's very similar. Like I, I remember, I remember going to the Czech Republic when I was a kid and every time I'd say I was from Venezuela, all the Czech people would be like, oh my God, we love Venezuelan soap operas. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? That's so weird. Like two countries could not be more different. But there were some similarities there that mm-hmm. that sort of resonated with each other. And like difficulty, you know, there's, there's this like article that I really love. I think it's on the Atlantic and it compares how jokes from Eastern Europe during the occupation, during like communism, these jokes you see the exact same format of those jokes in Venezuela during like, um, particularly in like 2016 when there were um, problems with uh, food shortages and medicine shortages. And so there was a sense of humor that had to come out of this. And I really feel, I don't know, the moment I met you, I was like, I don't even have to explain my sense of humor at all. Like you take the most horrifying moments of your life and you're like, yeah, I I didn't get the job, and so I broke a vacuum cleaner in a fit of rage, and now I've, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed by that. I forgot no. about that. <laughs> but you're so right. It's I think just when like you as a people collectively have like gone through something, it just gives you a very different perspective on life, and you have you kind of like realize like you know what's what matters and what doesn't and my brother and I talk about this all the time where we he's just like because I grew up in Canada he still lives in Toronto and he'll be like oh god sometimes my Canadian friends he's like they'll just like complain about these things and I'm like he's like what's the big deal Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but no I do think our humor is very similar it's just like I don't know, like, I've said, like, there's this joke that a friend of mine said to me. It's not even a joke. It's just, like, an expression, and I think it's hilarious, and I say it to non-Serbian people, and nobody finds it funny, and I'm like, it's so funny. Wait, what is it? And and it's, and she, she speaks with a very thick accent. She's like, listen, if you have a problem and there is a solution, then you don't have a problem. If you have a problem and there is no solution, you don't have a problem. <laughs> because it's like, if there's nothing you can do about it, well... There's nothing you can do about it. And I think that's so funny. And I think people just don't get it. They're like, well, what do you mean? But if there's no solution, how how do you not have a problem? And I'm like, because you're fucked. That's what she's saying. You're fucked. And you just got to roll with it. Yeah, I think... Like, that's very funny to me. <laughs> I think that is... I think you. It, it has to be funny to you. Because if it isn't funny to you, it's somehow... Life is somehow more tragic. <laughs> like... Yeah. 
I think there's a resilience in that type of attitude. I wish I had it because I go to therapy clearly and I'm always trying to find solutions. Um, but I think that like there's this resilience in humor um, that is necessary. Okay, wait. So we've talked a lot about the Balkans. And one of my favorite mm -hmm. things is you describe a Balkan country and then I assign it an equivalent Latin American country. Oh, okay. Can we sure. do that for Let's our listeners? It. So our listeners, a lot of our listeners, a lot of them aren't necessarily Latino, but a lot of them are. So I kind of want to like, I don't know, introduce the Balkan countries in a way that is very um like a simile like this country is this country so then they understand like where you know where these countries are coming from okay mm -hmm. so uh all right first i know serbia was a little bit of a bad boy but in history but like how would you describe serbia okay i'm gonna try and describe all of them without getting any facts wrong and people being like this fucking serbia doesn't know any stupid <laughs> he doesn't fucking know any of this shit um okay <clears throat> so when it was the former Yugoslavia, it was a number of countries that have now since split apart. And Belgrade, which is the capital of Serbia, was like the, the seat of the government mm. of the former Yugoslavia. So that was like, you know, headquarters, baby. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that Belgrade is the most populated city in the Balkans? It must be. I'm, I'm going to look this up, but I think it must be. So, yeah, there's just like, Serbia is like, I don't know, I guess they think they're like the main one, and Belgrade is like a, like a pretty cool um, cosmopolitan city, uh, and then each of the countries, like, they speak, many of them speak the same language with different accents, but they also have different religions, so, you know, that's... That's oh. where things get a little dicey. Oh, that's um, where the whole, like, you know, um, not you know, liking each other happen. comes Yeah, <laughs> Partially. <laughs> Ethnicity yeah. and religion. Um, okay. But it's so funny. Like, it's not necessarily true for everyone. Like, I've had really weird interactions. Like, like I know multiple people who are half Serbian and half Croatian. So, like, clearly their families are, like, cool and they have no beef. But then once... I, like maybe it's certain generations. I remember this is the gayest thing ever. I had to buy an antique phone on Craigslist <laughs> for like a play that I wrote in. This is in Toronto, and I like wrote this like three act comedy. It was uh, like our, our like final project in theater school, and like there the I'm so going on a tangent here, but anyway. We're going to get back to the point. Um, there was this, like, phone that was center stage. And it was, like, a really big part of the story. Like, people were always on this phone. And it had to be, like, tacky and ridiculous. So, anyway, I find the perfect one on Craigslist. And I go, like, to the lady's house to buy it. And she was, like, an older Croatian woman. And Croatian and Serbian are the same language. Oh, they are. We speak with different accents, but they're the same language. It would be, like, a British person and an American person talking. Like, mm -hmm. They're completely mutually intelligible. And this older lady was Croatian, and I could tell, like, English was difficult for her. So I spoke to her in Serbian. Yeah. And she, like, refused. <gasps> and I was like, and it was, like, my first time being exposed to that. And I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Like, and she kept going back to English, and I, but, like, was struggling with it. And I was like, um, we speak the same language. And I think she heard my accent, and she was like, I don't think so, bitch. Um, but I would like to state that is absolutely not everyone. And like I said, I know I have Croatian friends and I know people who like their mom is Serbian and their dad's Croatian. Yeah. Um, 
And then Bosnia, I feel like is like, they're like the party people. They're okay, just so they're like fun. fun. They're fun. Oh, they're very fun. Um, they're all fun. Like all Balkan people are fun. They all just like to party and they're generally like pretty hot. Um, and <laughs> you're like, you know, yeah. every Balkan person, every single one is so hot. Like, me. well, it's like the UK. They're either like six foot tall, like no one in the UK is six feet tall. But you know what I mean? Like they're either like beautiful or they're just like scary, scary ladies and men. Scary ladies and men. <laughs> yeah, that you're like, what? Oh, is this is this a character from a fable uh, that yeah. lives under a bridge? Or is this a gorgeous person? Yeah, exactly. There's just like rough. There's just like rough people that have seen some shit. And then there's like supermodels. Okay, so if Bosnia is fun and like more, maybe that's like the Dominican Republic. Um, do they speak a little bit more? Um, like which one speaks the clean, the cleanest, the more, the most like proper? I think Serbian. Of course you think Serbian. Because, I don't know, maybe it's just like what I'm used to. Because okay. I think like other stuff sounds like goofier to you. I don't know. Okay, but wait. Okay. Croatia. You, you've offline told me that Croatians think that they're kind of like Argentinian in the sense that Argentinians are like, you know, we, we're, we're, from, we're from Argentina, plus we're so much like Italy. And so they they like like to incorporate the fact that they might have an, a, an affinity to Italy. And would you say Croatia is kind of similar to that? I mean, they are the closest to Italy. So, yeah. So they're like, we're like so close to Western Europe and Italy. And they're like... like- Across the Adriatic, like, it's Italy on one side and, and Croatia on the other side. Okay, so, like, and Croatia, like, I feel like, okay, so Croatia's, like, in Argentina. Croatia, I think, is in Argentina. I, I guess so, yeah. And then I don't know what, Slovenia is very, okay, so also, Serbia, Bosnia, uh, Croatia, and also Montenegro. That's where mm. we all speak the same language. And then you get to, like, Slovenia, Macedonia, Bulgaria, and they speak different languages that are like also slavic languages but they're different um but then slovenia is like so like little and pretty and like chic and cute and mountainous um and when like when i hear slovenian i'm like oh my god it's like much prettier serbian escape to ocean city maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter where every day feels like saturday and french fries are a food group where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So I don't speak Spanish, but I can hear how your Spanish is different from someone else's. 
Yeah, I know you And do. yours is like very funny to me. Because when you said, I remember you would always say the word for gross. You're like, Ahko. <laughs> and I would, and I Googled it once because I was like, oh, she says it all. Like you throw it out when you're like speaking English. And I Googled A-J-C-O. Because you say Ahko. And I was like, this is not coming up. This is not a word. And then it was A-S-C-O. And I was like, oh, it's Ashko. And I oh don't even God. fucking speak Spanish. And I was like. This bitch is saying it wrong. Oh my god! You know what's very because you drop to me? your s's. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny because when I think I don't know if it's you a you thing or if it's if Serbian has similar uh, pronunciation of letters or something. But when you speak fake Spanish, it sounds like Spanish. Can you please? You speak like very little Spanish, but can you just Hardly, for my yeah. sake, um, just speak fake Spanish right now? Okay. Just like make up fake Spanish. Just make up fake Spanish, yeah. Um, Colloso raquerajeras, ara sorrono maquajetas y hallarme la coroba la cara corrarón y to caen osos caralla baracarazos sorrajitas y sorrajitas corolla baraga. Abarragano jarabatos. Dude, that is okay. That sounds like that really? sounds like Catalan to me. Yeah, that's like such a Spanish. Like a Spain Spanish? Like a Spain Spanish. I mean, Catalan is obviously wow. not Spanish, but... But, right. But, but like, right. but like, I don't understand what you're saying. So I'm like, oh, this is... Because it was fake. <laughs> but it, I'm like, oh my God, but that's a real language. Um, how did you get exposed to Spanish? Like, how how did that happen? I don't know. I guess this... I just have always loved languages. And I think I have a talent that is, like, potentially problematic of being really good at, like, speaking like a fake version of a language because mm. I just I don't know I went to theater school and I was an actor and I think I have like a very good ear for it like okay. when people can't do accents it's crazy to me because I'm like just look at where the person's like putting their tongue and lips and then do it okay but what what I think is funny about your accent is that it's so Spaniard it's not even like oh I you know I turned on the Simpsons in Spanish and by accident and then I heard Homer right. like speak like I think it's very Spaniard it's so Spaniard you even do the shh sound I think it's because when you don't actually know what you're saying, it's easiest to do like the most like exaggerated version, which like, like, you know, like in Spain, they'll do like a TH sound and like, right, the rest of the Spanish speaking world doesn't, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like I, when you don't know what you're saying, you do like the, like the biggest one. You like, like when I do an Aussie accent, it's like really over the top. Like yeah, yeah. it's so, so stupid. Like it's really <laughs> out there. And Australian people are like, you sound like you're from New Zealand. And I'm yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because to me, it sounds wacky. It's a, And for them, it's like, that's not us. This not and us also at all. I'm like, and I'm like, Americans don't know the difference. So, you know, no. when I go on stage and do a fake Australian accent, they're like, yeah, sounds good to us. Um, For you, do you... What do you consider yourself being... Like, if someone was like, what are you? What are you? Like, where are you? Like, not even where are you from? Like, what are you? How would you, how would you describe it? Um, well, if you ask my boyfriend, I'm an alien creature that hatched from an egg on another (laughs) planet. Or a demon sent from hell. Uh, I like both of those. I I think they're both. I personally think you are a demon that was, that was in an egg that was hatched in hell and somehow came up through the ground and is and it's just giving us joy yeah. since you arrived you know i just came up through the sewers and i was like mm, here i am <laughs> um 
No, I identify, like when people ask me that, I'm like, I usually say I'm like, oh, I'm Canadian mm-hmm. because I grew up from the age of five to 25, I was in Canada. So, excuse me. I feel like that's the environment and the culture that like mostly informed who I am. But then the older I get, I feel more connected to my Serbian culture in the way that we talked about earlier, where it's like, I just don't have time for bullshit. And I, there's like a tough love hardness where like, you know, like if a friend calls me and they're like, I, something horrible happened. I need to like sleep on your floor for the next four weeks. I'll be like, yeah, come on over. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to like, so things like that that matter, I'm like, yeah, of course, no questions asked. But when people just like annoy me in everyday ways, I'm like, I'm going to cut your skin off of your face and feed it to you. Like, get out of my way. Um, I don't know if that answered your question. Oh, wow. You really are a demon from hell. Um, yeah. Okay. I loved the saying that your friend said to you, like, if you have problem and no solution, you don't have problem. Um, what are some other sayings or even words that you wish existed in English or like you just don't hear it as much when you're mm-hmm. in your Canadian sphere that you're like, Oh God, just, just sir. Like just the Serbs understand this or like just Serbia uses this. Like, you know what? Yeah. What there's are a those? lot that just sound so much more insulting in Serbian. Oh my God. Like what? No, like there's so many, like I think it's one of those languages. I don't know if it's the same in Spanish where like, Insults are very, like, illustrative. Like, they really paint a picture. It's not just, like, fuck you or, like, you're a bitch. It's, like, a common one, especially that older people will say, is jebem ti sunce. Jebe- Wait, is, can I try it? Jebe- jeben kin- je- <clears throat> jebem jebem ti, ti sunce. Okay, can I guess what it means? Jebem ti sunce. It means, why don't you go uh, turn off a campfire with your face? No. Oh, so close. That was a great okay. guess. So good, yeah, it's a really good guess. Yebem ti sunse means I will fuck your son, but not son, S-O-N, the sun in the sky. Wait, like, what? I will fuck the sun that shines on you. Yebem ti sunse, I will fuck your son, S-U-N. Wait, so it's basically, oh my God, how poetic. It's like, I will fuck your son so that you live in darkness and I'm also fucking yes. it. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> wow. Okay, I want another one of these. And then and then there's like old people, like my grandma, there's ones that I'm like convinced she makes up and she, I love her so much. She's like extremely, she's like a sweet little grandma, but then she opens her mouth and she's like a vulgar, like gutter person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've heard her stay, say, uh, which basically means I will fuck a hundred of your hounds. Okay, like wild dogs. Wait, but that one for me, I'm having a little bit of a trouble with because who is really winning here? If you're, I don't know. It doesn't sound like she is. It doesn't sound like your grandma dogs. is. Uh, um, what do you think that me? Like, were hounds important in Serbia? <laughs> like, I don't think so. And I think Drukela. I'm gonna go to Google Translate right now. It's not dog. It's just like um, oh mutt. Yeah, a mutt. Oh, it's a mutt. It's like a mutt. Yeah, like a. Well, do you think maybe yeah, mutt? It's like... So a hound. Well, okay. Well, see, that one is a little... That one's a harder for me to find the poetic meaning behind other than like Same. the pure and utter chaos. Like that is just pure and utter chaos. But wait, let me tell you my favorite. 
which is not even like mean words. It's just so if you call someone, if you say to someone that on your dna dna. Wait, let me try and say it before you tell me what it means. Because once you tell me what it means, I probably dna. want to say dna 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 dna. You know what it sounds like? It sounds yeah. like um a little like a sound in the background of a Katy Perry chorus. Dna 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 dna. You know what it kind of is because it means the bottom of the bottom. The bottom of the bottom. The no, the When the you tell someone this person is the no, the like they're like a bottom feeder, like they are the bottom of the bottom. They're the bottom feeders of the bottom feeders. And I love it. It's so simple. It's like not a bad. It's, it, and those are like almost better because there's no like inherent swear. It's just like you're the bottom of the bottom. The no, the That's actually worse. Yeah. It, like I'd rather have someone tell me that they're gonna fuck all my Listen. hounds. <laughs> You know, yes. I'm like, okay, go at, have at it. Like, you know, yes. I'm not going to stop you. But if someone tells me I'm the bottom of the bottom, I, I think I would, I think I would need like to schedule an emergency therapy session immediately. Um, I'd be like, oh my God, like what have I done wrong in my life? Um, right. But I do think, you know, I think you were a Spaniard in your past life. And I think it's very fitting because I think Spanish from Spain, they're, um, groserías their bad words and their insults are in my opinion the most vulgar i at, love that at, at, like they say like um uh que te fue un pez, which is like i hope you get fucked by a fish um oh. me cago en tus muertos which means i shit on all your dead ancestors <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> um I think it's very funny, for example, hostia, they say hostia, which is the uh, wafer you get in the communion. Mm -hmm. And I never, like, I guess, like, you know, I'm not, I'm Jewish, so I'm like, I don't understand what hostia could mean, but it's such a Catholic country that, like, just saying communion wafer is a bad word. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but for me, you learn so much about a culture with their bad words and their curses because it, you find out what is taboo. Is there anything like religious and like you know in 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 like Serbian vernacular, or is there any other word that like is very specifically Serbian? Like for example, este, no, I, I okay, like well, no, this is gross. I don't want to say it. Um, oh my god, now you have to say it. Okay, okay. So the Spaniards also say like me cago en la leche, which means like I shit on the milk. Okay. <laughs> so is it about like tainting something that's like pure? The the point is that the Spaniards love the verb of to shit on. And to like shit. Mm -hmm. that for that for them is like the most disrespectful. Um and it's so gross. Um let me look. Me cago en la leche meaning. Okay. Oh, that's this is what I was afraid of. Okay. Leche also means something gross. Uh Does it mean cum? Yes. <laughs> It okay, does. First of all, cum is not gross. Okay, sorry. I mean, I've never, you know, I'm a really, I'm a to. dainty lady. I've never, I know I have, as you know, some of my friends lovingly say, boca rancho, which means like really, like I'm very vulgar. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever said that word on this um, on cum? this podcast. Yeah. Well, we've covered a lot of bad words. Um, and I think that's literally what it means. Like that's it, that is like I think the most vulgar saying i've ever heard in my life me cago en la leche it's so to shit in milk it's so well the milk is like 
it has that other meaning. I can't even right. say it. So it's like it's so disgusting. Do you want me it's to so say it? no, please don't say it. <laughs> it like makes me it's so gross. Um so it's like even grosser. It's even like more intense. Um Right, right. And I think that like I don't know what the reason is behind it. But I, I do you think that the grossest one for you guys is I I like fuck your son? Because that's still kind well, of beautiful. That's no, still like poetic. Like, I know it's like kind of poetic. <laughs> well, no, there's just like I'll fuck your mother and like yeah, you know, those like classic ones. But those just aren't like they don't evoke the kind of image. <laughs> like I just picture someone like sticking their dick into like a flaming ball of. Oh ass. my god! That is the sun. That is the sun. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, there's like calling someone calling someone a celiac is considered pretty insulting. Celiac is um, a peasant. Um, and so it, it, it's like, if you behave, uh, in, you know, an uncouth way or you're kind of, your behavior is like a little trashy, you would be called a celiac, um, or prostak or prostakinya, which means like, like simpleton. Ooh. So that maybe it's like, you know, you guys went through communism, correct? Mm-hmm. So that makes sense that like there's these words that are related to your your status in society um, after you were all in the same status forcibly. <laughs> <laughs> and that actually, when you were asking earlier if there's a lot of like, if there's any like religious uh, or like religion adjacent insults, there might be. There's none that I can think of, but I think maybe it's because it was under communism for so long. Oh that, like, my God, you're right. You know, and communism is obviously like anti-religious. Um, what is it? What is it that the Communist Manifesto says? Religion is the opiate of the people. I think it's that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that makes so much sense. But my brother once described, and this is so funny to me and so true. Like people ask, they're like, "Oh, you're Serbian. Like the religion is like Serbian Orthodox. Like were you raised that way?" And I'm like, um, "I was not christened. My brother was not christened. I've been to church like maybe like two times in my whole life." And my brother once described us as being raised as militantly secular. <laughs> and I'm like, it's so true. Oh, wow. I never thought of that. Wait, so is your grandma religious at all? Like, Not really. Like, she, like, prays before going to bed. Um, but she also, like, is down with the gaze and, like, swears so much. And, you know, was divorced in like the 50s and you know she's like a very cool lady so i think she like believes in god but i don't think she's like religious really. okay i find this fascinating so this sort of like forced uh uh separation from religion because of communism um do you think it has anything to do with how okay your parents were with you being gay at all like i, I don't want to like think you know the oppression communism. of the of communism for their open but but i'm just trying to like wrap my head around it a little bit well i actually my parents and a lot of people in their generation the type of communism and i'm not going to get into the details because like to be perfectly honest i'm not like that well versed mm -hmm. in it but it wasn't like in the ussr it was like communism light mm. it was like uh, relations with the West were like highly encouraged. People would go on like constant vacations, but it was like you would go on these like company vacations where like there would be like it was like a field trip for adults that mm -hmm. you work with. So I guess now we have like team building, but like, and you know, 
my parents describe it as this like total bliss. Like it was a very different type of, of communism. Um, but anyway, what was your question? Oh yeah. Is that why they were okay with it? Um, I don't know if that's why I think they just like, you know, like lived through a war and saw their country fall apart that they're just like, this is what I love about Balkan people is they just, I mean, obviously a lot of them can be homophobic, but there's generally this, like you have, when you've gone through something like that, you know how to prioritize things. And you're like, this is what matters. And this doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you've like been through shit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they were just like, okay, whatever, (laughs) whatever, whatever. As long as you like my cardboard coffee table, I don't care. You, you. I don't want any more talk about Christmas tree and shut up. I don't care what you do with your life. Yeah. And that's it. Exactly. Let go with ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. It seems like you feel connected to Latino culture in some way. Like, I feel like you vibe. And every time you're on Instagram and I you do. see you see something Balkan or you see something Latino that is very like it can be either or, but you're like, oh my god, this is your family. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what is that for you? Like, wh- how would you d- define that? Okay, I guess the best way I can describe it is like I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. With Latino people and with Balkan people, there's like an immediacy and like a directness to like like this is how I'm feeling. You're gonna know. But mm-hmm. not, but in, but in a very different way from like, like, you know, like an American or a Canadian might be like, oh, let's like discuss our feelings and like work through something. It's not that it's like, I'm telling you this now. Mm-hmm. And, and it could be a good thing or a bad thing, you know? So I think like when there's like, you know, like things to celebrate, I feel like Balkans and Latinos, they just like go hard and they, it's like you, there's no, it's like you go like zero to 60, like when mm-hmm. there's a party or when you're mad at someone, it's the same thing. You, like, just go zero to 60. There's no, like, gray area. And um, I don't know. I, does that making sense? Yeah, I think that there's, like, this rawness of yeah. existence that... And, you know, there's also, uh, like, studies done where your second language tends to be more correlated to, like, perhaps a more logical way of communicating because you already learned a language and you were young when you very very young when you learned it so you 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 know these guttural feelings you connect more directly with your mother tongue and then mm-hmm. you can have more logical conversations perhaps about your emotions in the language you learned because second. you learned it yeah. yes yeah. because you learned it second which is my case like when i'm crying and i'm like <laughs> you know and then afterwards i'm like you know what really triggered me into crying yeah. as i <laughs> Like, I think that's part of it. But I also think it's inherent. Um, there's this like je ne sais quoi uh, of, of having to inhabit different cultures that I just, I don't know how to completely define. But I I completely feel myself almost like changing, not who I am at my core, but maybe like the mode. Like, ch- like mm-hmm. my microphone in front of me has different like modes, 
right now. Like mm-hmm. I get for when I'm in a, like a bigger room for when I'm with two people. And that's sort of like how I feel when I go into Spanish or English or where I'm talking to a Venezuelan or where I'm not talking to a Venezuelan. Um, and it, it's, it's like switching a piece of my brain on and off. Uh, and I do agree that there's something in when I describe things or myself, whatever in Spanish, I feel like it's more, yeah, just like, very not um not over uh explanatory or mm-hmm. introspective <laughs> i'm just like right me siento mal. like i don't know um yeah i think it's the same for me for me it's more like like when i like feel serbian it's not so much to me like when i'm switching from one language to the other it's just like i think like the way i view things and this is what I meant earlier when I, like, as I get older, it's becoming clearer to me. Like, even though, like, I grew up in Canada, like, I grew up speaking English. Like, I don't remember learning English. I, like, spoke it since I was so little. So I've always, like, felt very Canadian. But then I remember, like, when I first moved to New York City, I was a nanny for this family. And the mother, like, was a therapist and was very, like, you know, like, had her way that she wanted to um, like raise her kids and it was you know like talking about their feelings which is like great but one day the little boy like asked me for something that we just like didn't have he was like I want a hot dog and I was like well we don't have a hot dog but like this is what I was told to prepare for you and so he had like a tantrum where like he would just go on the living room floor and like cry and like stomp his fists and I was just like okay and so I just like opened a newspaper and read it and completely ignored him and he just like got bored because Uh no one was paying attention to his tantrum and I knew that would happen and I feel like that was a very like Eastern European way of being like no kid I'm in charge here and his mom came home and she would always be like did anything happen today that I should know about so I obviously had to tell her and so I'm like, yeah, he wanted a hot dog. I told him we didn't have one. So like he had this little tantrum and she goes, what did you do? And I went, well, I didn't do anything. And she goes, well, was he upset? And I went, yeah. And that like blew her mind. She was like, but, but, and she's like, and then what? I'm like, and then he got bored of being upset. Like, that's it. I didn't like do anything. He just, and so I think when it comes to stuff like that, um, I feel very like Eastern European and how I deal with problems. Um, but the funny thing is linguistically, like the only Serbian I really speak in my day-to-day life is like with my mom and dad on the phone. And so we discuss, you know, like basic ass shit, like how was your day? How's the weather? And so as a result, when I go to Serbia and I'm like going into a shop or whatever, I find myself, I'm like very formal because Mm -hmm. I think I'm like overcompensating. And so I'll be like, good afternoon. May I please have one of these (laughs) items? Like that's how I t- and then I listen to myself and I'm like, what the fuck? That's, so so, yes, so, so for me, because, I think I'm do, formal. Wait, is it? Do you okay? Is it because you're overcompensating because you're anxious, or do you speak formally with your parents? No, no, I don't speak formally. With my I think it's because I'm trying to make up for the fact that I'm like, like I'm fluent, but I'm like there's simply like words that will mm-hmm. not come out of my mouth in like six months, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I want to like form sentences in like a very correct way i guess um and so i guess i'll just be like very formal and and the reactions are like usually especially if it's in a shop or like a bakery or whatever and it's like older ladies they're always so like taken by it like oh my god polite young man (laughs) yes my so daniel's my my husband's father is from a small uh 
town called Orso Marso um, in Italy. And he does, he, when he grew up, he didn't even speak Italian. He'd speak his dialect, which was mm-hmm. very different from Italian. Um, and then he left at the age of six, I think. And him and his mom and his siblings talk in this dialect. And they went back. And it's been many years. And the new generation doesn't speak the dialect. And if they do, the dialect has been mixed in with Italian. So the purest mm-hmm. form of the dialect, ironically, is someone that only lived there until they were five. Right. Because because it's like it's like just stuck in time. That dialect has has no other influence right. other and than itself. And then they took it elsewhere. And yes. So it remained pure. It yeah. remained pure. Um, so when I was little, uh, when I moved to the States, because I was here from when I was like six to 12 or whatever, I had to move back to Venezuela. And I was like really nervous, right? Because I wanted to blend in. Like I spoke Spanish, but I was like, but I'm not cool. Um so I started school and I started talking like what I thought was slang, like, oh my God, si, ese pana es panadería mío, which is like, which roughly translates to like, yeah, that guy's like my bakery, which is like my very good friend. And people would be like, what? <laughs> You're what? And I'm like, panadería. And then I find out that like, that was cool for boomers in, <laughs> in the That's like so 80s funny. to say, like no young person was saying that word. So my like slang much like, you know, this old historic dialect in Italy is like, I have a very pure boomer uh, slang, mm-hmm. Venezuelan slang That's that is so no funny. longer used. <laughs> Something similar happened to me. Like, I don't, like when I go to Belgrade, uh, which is where like all my family in Serbia is, which is the capital, um, there's like Belgrade slang. And then there's like certain neighborhoods that has its own slang. And I don't know any of it. And so I have a good friend who lives there and I've known him since the day I was born. So like every few years when we were kids, we would like, or sometimes every summer we would go back to Serbia. So I would see him like once a year, like throughout my childhood. And anyway, we left in like 1994. And so one summer I was there and we were like, I don't know, in our like late teens or early twenties. And I said, moram da shoram, which is like, I have to take a piss. And I like got up and went to pee. And he was like, I haven't heard someone call it that since I was Five on a playground in like 1995 and I was like really and he's like and he just thought it was so funny that like my slang for like having a pee was like stuck in this like as what a five-year-old would say on a playground and I was like oh is that and he's like no never say that again he's like you sound like a dumb kid well I feel like it's so diasporas and in Serbia went through like all of the Balkans went through like a big diaspora. I remember having a lot of Bosnian friends in Boston. Um, shout out to Naja. Um, and I feel like there, there's it. It affects the way that language and culture like sort of remains almost like pristine. Or I don't want to say pristine as as in that it's better, but it's almost like trapped in in time mm-hmm. it's like it mm-hmm. goes to a it goes to a museum of <laughs> of sorts right it stops being and like, influenced and i go back sometimes and and what serbian people do which like drives me crazy and what drives my dad crazy because he was a linguist is they'll just like take english like there's so many english words now that are just like thrown into serbian like oh, God, meeting. Like oh meeting meeting <laughs> but i'm like we have a word for meeting and it's sastanak i'm like oh, oh, really like, like, why would you say meeting? I'm like, the word... And so they'll just take English words, like, oh, I can't think of other ones in this moment, but, like, there's so many. Um, and um, 
Yeah, it's, it's can like I, crazy. Can I then, ask? I want to see, because there's some English words in Spanish that I'm like, oh, that's just a word in English. Like email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, we say email. Um, Meeting email. Computer. Computer? Really? Oh, okay. But you know what's funny? Oh, okay, I'm sure there's Spanish equivalents of this. Every, in Serbia, every cereal will be called conflicts. Oh, same. Exactly the same. Corn Conflay. flakes. Conflay. Conflicts. We say conflict. It was like K-O-N-F-L-E-X. Conflicts. The only difference is that instead of the X, it's the conflict. I. It's conflict. That's so funny. <laughs> and you call every cereal that, right? See? Like, it, it, yeah. it can be freaking Cheerios and it's still conflict. That's so funny. Also, um, this is a funny, like, I don't know. I guess it's like maybe like a, like a class thing. But I remember when I would go... Like I said, all my family lives in the city, and but we have relatives in like smaller towns and stuff. And so I would go, and some of them were like, it's truly like a village. And I would go as a kid and they'd be like, would you like some juice? And I'm like, oh, sure. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, I'm on a farm. I'm going to get like freshly squeezed orange juice. And they would just like pour me a Coca-Cola. What? Like, just not juice. <laughs> and they would call that juice, but not in the city. In the city, it'll be like, yeah, like juice is like... Sok is the word for juice, but you know some people they say juice. This, they and they go like, like, oh, juice. But wait, juice. do they call Coca Cola juice? No, no. I've never like in the city. If I was offered juice, it would be juice. And then in the country, and it happened more than once. They were like, do you want some juice? And it was like Coke or Pepsi. And I was like, so that one I really cannot explain. <laughs> that is that is bizarre. Probably one person saw the word juice on like right. one label and was like any high fructose corn syrup drink in America is juice and we're getting like you know imported a bunch of this crap so I guess it's all juice it's it's like um uh in in Venezuelan Spanish we have this term for like when you really want it when you really when you try some at heart at something you say echale pichon and it came mm -hmm. from the not the cities but like these towns that had a well in the middle of the town um they i don't know at what date they like installed these pumps so that you had to press a button and water would come out of the well mm -hmm. and and it would say push on on the like push on mm -hmm. to, to be able to press the water out and it became echale pichong or you know push to push to turn it on is like mm -hmm. yeah you got to try hard but it came from english like I thought it was echale pichon okay. and it, like biste. We don't it b i s t e k is beefsteak, but it means yeah. like a steak biste. Yes, yes, and we say biftek. You say biftek, which is biftek, and it's steak. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. It's so similar. The way that like I bet English... there's so many similar ones. We also steal so much from French and just like pronounce it in a Serbian way. Wait, like <laughs> like what? um like uh. Uh, like garderobe, garderoba, like what? a closet or like oh, a wardrobe. Oh, a garderobe. Garderobe, garderoba, or um, cravat, cravata. We say corvata. Yeah, there's like a, there's a lot of French ones that we just pronounce differently. This is very funny for me, but um, in Venezuelan Spanish, I think almost exclusively, we call toilet paper papel toilet, mm -hmm. but we say it in a French act like okay. toilet. Okay, papel. Toilet. And the first time I was with like a bunch of Colombians, they were like pa papel higiénico, which means hygienic paper. That's uh -huh. what they call it. But Venezuelans were like, no, 
No. We're going to call it papel toilet. But yeah. how do you no, say just toilet? Would you say toilet? No, we say poseta. Oh, that sounds like a delicious dessert. <laughs> poseta. Poseta. I'm gonna, but wait. I'm going to walk into but, but, a bakery but, and I'm going to be like, una poseta, por favor. Favor, una poseta. Give me but, a little but toilet. Like, <laughs> but like other countries call it inodoro. Okay. What does that which mean? Which means... It sounds like in odor. That's what it sounds like mm. to me. I hate that word. Inodoro? Ew. Ugh. Yeah, we I say like similar poseta. for toilet paper, toilet papir. Toilet papir. Toilet papir. Okay. All right. Listen, I have to go watch Killers of the Flower Moon in okay. a few minutes. So we have to wrap up this amazing, informative conversation. I do want to tell you my favorite Serbian expression that I think is like so cute that my grandma says okay. all the time. <laughs> Okay, let's and so, then and then but wait, but you have to teach me how to say it before we log off. Okay, well. It's sort of an easy one because there's it's long, but there's no like weird accents. Um so there's this um like belief that like grandmas will say to and parents will say to little kids where it's like you have to it's not good to leave the house in the morning not having eaten anything. So they'll mm-hmm. be like, You don't have to have like a big breakfast, but like you have to have something in your mm-hmm. mouth and the expression is so that the wind doesn't blow into an empty mouth which i think is like oh so my god nice. that's so cute I don't know why. wait so it's like please eat something so that the wind doesn't yeah, blow into you an empty want, mouth please. you don't want the wind blowing into an empty mouth are you kidding me yeah i'm gonna write it for you in the chat and then you'll be able to do it oh my god okay and you're I'm gonna really say bad at this. it so spanish Okay, and then I'm gonna write to you mm-hmm. a, a, a goodbye that my grandmother says to me, or my grandma used to say to oh, me. Oh wait, I miss. I typo. Hold on. I thought you were supposed to be fluent. The, there we go. Okay. Dati na duve vetar u prazna usta. You sound like an old man from like the countryside, but yes. <laughs> That's perfect. That means na duve vetar u prazna usta is how you said it. Dati na, that sounds, you're saying it as if I know what is good or bad. That sounds perfect to me. <laughs> I'm going to say it how you say it. I'm going to say it how you said it. So it's, dati na duve vetar u prazna usta. And you said, dati na duve vetar u prazna usta. Okay, you, so you just want me to be more laissez-faire, blasé about yeah, it. Okay, that's basically that. The vetar u prazna usta. Yeah, now you sound like a slutty girl, which we love. Oh, perfect! Just that's <laughs> that we love. Okay, now now you have to say what my grandma used okay. to say to me before I before I would hang up the phone every day. Que Dios dependija mija. Did I say it right? Terrible. Really? No. Bendi- bendiga. Oh, bendiga. Que Dios de bendiga mija. Te. Que Dios te bendiga. Que Dios te. Oh, this is weirdly hard. Que Dios te. Because te and then be. Que, que Dios te bendiga, mija. That was good. You okay. sound great. Thank you. What did I say? Something you about sound God. like a grandma. It, it means. Um, <laughs> uh, and you sound like a grandpa. It's perfect. It means may God praise you or may God like look after you. Isn't mija like my daughter? Yeah. But, um, but it. I didn't realize how heavy that saying was until like. I had to explain it to an English speaker, but it's it's like basically saying like an, an older person saying bye. Que Dios okay. te <laughs> right, right, right. Like bless you, it's my like child. When you, exactly. Like when you sneeze and someone says bless you, I don't think they literally mean like, oh my God, yeah. may God bless thee of thou illness. You know what I mean? It's like, bless you. But on the other hand, when someone says I'm going to fuck your son, they really mean it. <laughs> 
They really mean it in many, in the many definitions of the word son. Well, Philip, thank you so much for joining me and for insulting my Serbian and mm-hmm. teaching me how to say the most horrific curses in it. You're so welcome. I will cherish this for the rest of my life. <laughs> so see you in Serbia. You would love it. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.